Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the episode of Selena's Underground Podcast. Your look at Selena's news, events, hip hop artists. I think hip hop. I'm excited. This is cool. I love I love meeting people on the microphone. We've we've done it so many times before, and it's so cool. Cause really the whole interview is about introducing you and who you are. And it's so cool because that's literally how what I'm trying to figure out because mm-hmm. we just met. So anyway. Today in the studio, in, behind the microphone, we have correct. I'm like t- thinking about it in my head. Yeah, and yeah, and dude, and I, this is so cool because I've told people before. Some people always like, how, how can I get on the podcast? How can I get on the podcast? Like, I don't know. Send me a message. <laughs> send me a message on Instagram, <laughs> and then we'll find a time. Like, I don't care. I'll talk to anybody. And you did that, and now we have you here in the studio, and and I'm super excited to talk to you Appreciate and it. to hear your story and to. Yeah, and to introduce people to your story. But so anyway, welcome, welcome to the studio. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, man. I appreciate you having me. It's Bentley Gang up in here. And is it is it is that a great way, a good way to describe you, hip hop artist? Is that I mean, because I was I was I was on your Instagram, you know. Yeah, I'm a jack of just all trying trades. To, I'm a jack of all trades, bro. But like I've been making music for a long time. That's what I really specialize in. So yeah, well, and. And, and yeah, because like I said, when I was watching, you have some videos, you were at the Bearded Bean. Uh-huh. And that, that was cool. So anyway, how, yeah, let's let's figure that out. So are, are you local? Are you from here, from this area? It's kind of a weird, weird situation. So I was born in West Covina, and then we moved up here like in the 90s, like mid-90s. And uh, some shit went down, family stuff. So we ended up dipping out in 2001. But in between that time, I was moving from like, uh, Marina to Salinas, you know what I'm saying? And then finally we went to Vegas. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah bounced all over the West Coast. Dude, okay, so that's where that was one of also questions, because it's always weird to be like, how old are you? Because you, you you look young. I thought you, you but um, so shit, so you were around in the 90s? Were you born in the 80s? I was born in 92. 92, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. I'm 87 right here, so uh-huh. it's not, holy shit. I don't know, it seemed like I thought you were born like after 2000. Nah, look, it look, oh, shit. I look young, yeah. Yeah. but let's can be deceiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you were going up and down the West Coast, were you listening to music? The whole time when you were doing this? Shit, man. Uh, well, I was, when I was a little kid, man, I was actually listening to a lot of rock. You know, like Papa Roach and uh, Linkin Park. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, kind of, like, you know, other stuff, like uh, Panic at the Disco and uh, My Chemical Romance and then a little bit of uh, Metallica, you know. And then um, when I moved to Vegas, I moved to the block. You know what I'm saying? And the homies was like, yo, <laughs> you can't be playing that. Here, bro. <laughs> you need to switch it up, bro. You need to switch some CDs up, bro. So they started throwing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They started throwing some uh, T.I. at me, and, you know, uh, Eminem and uh, Wayne, back, Wayne from back in the day. Yeah. You know so that was pretty funny. <laughs> and and when you're doing this, you're only listening to the music? You, you've, you're not like playing instruments or oh, thinking about doing yeah. music? So I was a little kid. And my mother sowed the, the seeds right then and there, you know what I mean? Like, she had me in singing competitions, and I didn't know what the fuck. Oh, yeah, shit. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know, I'm just sitting here. I'm going to Disneyland if I win. <laughs> I, was, yeah, you know, I, was, yeah. I was singing my fucking heart out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's how it was. And then afterwards, you know, kind of like the flow just kind of found itself. You know what I mean? I'll be just in the back of the junior high school, just kind of doing like two-liners, four-liners, you know. <laughs> battling the little kids on the jungle gym and shit like that. So, and then that turned into like me killing niggas off in high school and getting like suspended and shit. So, 
Niggas was like, just put that on, put that on, on wax, you know, record that. Yeah. And then, so you started that in Las Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and then I'm like, so what were you listening to at that time? Was it, again, the Lil Wayne and Eminem's? And that, yeah, were you like trying to copy them or every, just? Everybody. I was just listening to everybody, bro. Because uh, I'll be in the whip with my cousin driving up and down up in uh, North Las Vegas. He would have Fabulous playing. <laughs> you know, he had Fabulous, he'll have Jada Kiss. He was listening to a lot of New York dudes. But he'll have Pac playing too. You know what I mean? And then he'll have like a Snoop playing, Dog Pound, you know, Nate Dog and all that stuff. You know, so I'm like all right, you know, I'm kinda getting exposure to all these different kinds of flows, you know what I mean, from the south, from the north, from the east and the west and stuff like that. So kind of just hybridized my flow as time progressed. So that's pretty cool. And then you you started doing shows when you were down there? I was like 17, man, and uh, we had did a show. It was like seven, seven, room 702 or something like that. Me, my boy and I, shout out to my homie Polo. But, yeah, we was young, and we was like 17, and they wasn't letting us in the club. You feel <laughs> me? There was a, we, was in, we was outside. Big homies was out there smoking and shit. We was like, fuck it. We just run up a cypher out here till they bring us on stage. Brought us on stage, man. We was the most popping act. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So. I was just like right then and there. I knew I was like, yeah, we we got we got stage control with what we doing, so might as well just keep doing it. And you were like, it was a group. It was other guys. I mean, it was a bunch of us rapping, just kind of running, running with it. You know, there's some people that were like that had the equipment, you know, and then there were some people that kind of had like clout, you know, and then we all kind of just band together and just used our our skills to help each other. You know what I'm saying? We're just talking about how the podcast got going and that, yeah, it's, it's so interesting. Yeah. Same thing. It's like, well, I have the equipment. You have an idea. Like yeah. just go to the studio and we'll figure something out. Next thing you know, there's shows out there and, um, dude, so that, that's great. And then, so you, you ended back up in the, in this area mm -hmm. and you, you were still just kept doing the music. Yeah. So what happened was, um, you know, I was going through it. So I was probably, uh, not the most savory, savory person, <laughs> you feel me, back then. Yeah. And then, um, so, I, you know, I was going through it. I just came back. You know, my step pops, he had got lung cancer and shit. So I was like, it's better to be just be with the family and shit. Yeah. So, so I came out here with, with them uh, and just to help take care of him to his final moments, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then that's kind of like what spurred me to do what I'm doing now, just running up and down Central Coast trying to find work. Yeah, so. yeah. Dude, that must have been the change, quite a change from North Las Vegas to Marine or Monterey. Uh, <laughs> area. Yeah. Oh, I was ducked off for a while. Like, I came out here. My cousin, shout out to my cousin Prophecy, he was like, Yo, it's a studio down there. Da, da, da. It's called Oasis. I'm like, Oasis. I'm like, I think the previous owner, his name was God Slaps or something like that. Shout out to God Slaps. He sold it to uh, the homie Cisco. Shout out to Cisco and it turned into New Heights over in. Uh, Castroville I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they rebranded and everything but I was like yeah they got something out there so I might as well just go out there and, yeah and then it's history from there <laughs> damn so then wh where can people where's the music there's music out I'm sure on online and stuff how can people find it Spotify YouTube everywhere Amazon everywhere it's everywhere and you're still doing shows yeah so right now actually um <clears throat> so in between all that from then and, and now type of shit, we uh we uh got in contact with a record label. Shout out to Bentley Records, shout out to Luca Days and all them. And they really put us on, you know what I mean? Like uh they're trying to line our pockets and they giving us like, you know, positions in the label and shit like that outside of being an artist. Yeah. So right now they got me uh kinda, you know, being an artist but also being like like a liaison. 
to the label and to like what's going on out here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then also getting my foot in all those clubs and all those all those bars and stuff like that. And then just looking at it and seeing, okay, fuck fuck the drinks in there. How do I get the whole bar? You feel <laughs> I me? Mean? Like when I look at shit now, I don't look at the things that's in there. I think of how can I access the space? How can I utilize the space? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now we're getting all these venues and getting all these places lined up so that we can start running like a you know, like a Central Coast tour because they're trying to do state by state. I'm like, well, you need to you need to you need to uh first downsize, you know what I'm saying? You know, on on expenditure. But you know, <laughs> you're gonna have artists getting jet lagged. I was like, you need to focus on a niche group. Yeah. I was like, just run a fucking Central Coast tour. Fuck the fuck the state by state. We got a whole bunch of shit up and down the Central Coast. We could just do some shit out here. Heck yeah, there's a lot of venues around here. Yep, yep. So right now I'm just trying to get the funding for that. They got they got some money sitting, so I'm I'm gonna get my hands on that. Dude, yeah, I was I was yeah, that was another question because I again I was looking at your Instagram page and then like yeah, I saw the Bentley Records thing. You know, you just follow the rabbit hole, and I was just like, yeah. damn, this looks this is a freaking legit. They have freaking um. Uh, like song featuring Lil Wayne and stuff, and I was yeah. like, "Holy shit, you're 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 really close." You know, you're really close to to a, a lot of big stuff, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" I'm I was curious about that. So that's that's not a a local label, <clears throat> nah. So they they work out of uh, New York and Dubai. Oh shit, yeah. So I mean, like, let me just pull out my phone real quick because I I got a message. Uh, so Luke, shout out to Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Look at days. He's a CEO of Bentley Records. He messaged me. He said, "I'm at the COP28 climate conference here in Dubai. A significant event where leaders from around the world discuss uh, pressing climate issues like climate change and shit like that." Yeah. So that's what he on right now. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And um, it's funny because uh, you know, I'll be talking to my family. I'll talk to my moms about this whole thing. You know, he had me bring the gang out, like people from all over the state. You know, states and like. Homie came from, one of the homies came from the UK and shit like that. Like, and, you know, the boss flew all the way from Dubai to be with us. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, it's just getting real. Damn. Yeah. Out there in in Dubai. What the hell? So, and, well, now I'm like, I want to see you. Uh, <laughs> Are, do you have any shows coming up? <clears throat> so right now I'm focusing on, on getting shows for the, for the gang out here. For the eight three one, yeah, you know, but I have been performing. Uh, shout out to Last Call, shout out to Max and the homie Raul. They've been giving me a platform over at Last Call. We've been doing a thing at Last Call. Oh hell yeah! And then really, uh, I haven't really put too much emphasis on like going out and you know finding like the next big performance because like really I just go down to fucking Bearded Bean every Friday, rock it out. You know? <laughs> yeah, the, kid, the kids and the ladies love me over there, so I just do my damn thing. Yeah, for me and I like. You get more tapped in on a local tip, you know what I mean? And uh, you know, like the, the the people, they like superstars, but they also like a superstar that they could touch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of niggas a lot of a lot of people, excuse me, you know, would rather not be amidst the people. You know, and I'm a people person. So Yeah. Okay, hell yeah. No, that, that that's a that's a great way to put it, man. Cause like, yeah. I used to think that as well, like people that are in bands and stuff, like, man, don't you want to, you want to be like Metallica or whatever? And I would see some people like, they're just so completely happy playing the local shows. Cause yeah, you get, you get the same feeling, you get the same love, you get the same, but again, but you're, it's, it's tacit. You can feel it, you know, you're right there in, in front of somebody. And it's so cool. And again, and what, what can, I'm curious, like what you, what your raps are about. Cause obviously you're, you know, we're talking about growing up 
listening to <laughs> Papa Roach and Linkin Park, and then it you know switches up <clears throat> to a more hip hop. So are you know your lyrics more Linkin Rock, Linkin Rock, Linkin Park, <laughs> Papa Roachy, or nah? You know, like actually, yeah, a little bit. Um, so when I first started rapping, it was it was kind of like Chester, not Chester. I mean, not Chester. Uh, it's kind of like uh, what's the other guy? What's his name? Fuck, I don't know the. I know. You know, kind of just like I, yeah. more. There's more concept behind the flow. You know, it's like and it's like more. It's like how can I explain it? Uh, it touches on like uh, areas that is like real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I started rapping, and uh, but then. I started watching like a lot of battle raps from dudes from Philly. And there was a guy on there, what's his name? Um Reed Dollars. There was a ra- uh, there was a battle rapper named Reed Dollars in Philly. He was in the circuit doing work on people. And I was just like, "Man, I like what I'm seeing." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like I like I like the the energy. I like the kind of like the the tribal nature of it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? They're all in the circle and it's like just get it in, you know, who's next, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so I like I like that experience and then um so I, I transitioned into that, and um, it was kind of just for fun, you know, just for clout. It's kind of like, because people always trying to press you for some reason or another, so you got to show, show them up, you know, in some fashion. And, uh, yeah, well, it was pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Dude, yeah, and I'm, yeah, because that's always a thing. There's always, you know, sometimes people ask, you know, oh, can you be on the show whenever you listen to the music? And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> like all right i'll do the interview but like damn this isn't really my jam but like i was digging you know what what i was listening what what you had and see I, it, it got versatile over time you know what i mean like and and i think uh the objective the whole time was finding the market sound the perfect market sound for me like my market sound you know what i'm saying and uh finding that voice because it's easy to like it's easy to get get lost in, in your voice, bro. Like, you're trying to make a whole bunch of music. You're trying to f- appeal to a whole bunch of different audiences and try to cater to, you know, different sounds and stuff like that. But I think, like, if you can find your niche sound, you know, and just and just keep pushing that out better each song, each song, each song, boom, 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 then you get to a point where you can't even categorize yourself. You know what I'm saying? No, and, yeah, that, that's a great way to put it because I've told, you know, I've done, you know, presentations or whatever about starting podcasts. And that was one of the things I always tell people, like, dude, don't I, I, I the maybe the true crime thing seems to be the one that's super popular or something right now. So mm. you want to do one because you want to, you know, you want to get that momentum. But it's like, no, dude, you actually have more success doing something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Like, OK, maybe maybe you like chess, you know, and you don't think, oh, well, that's not as popular as, you know, as a true crime one. But it's like but your voice, your passion is going to come through a lot more on the chess whatever you know or whatever your expertise and and the audience will will feel that like it's Mm -hmm. something that you you can't really put in words you can't you know can't physically show it but it's just like yeah that that passion people will understand it and you'll it'll be more popular than the show that you think you know like exactly you're you're trying to chase that clout where it's like no just do what you're in what's in you Mm -hmm. and you'll be more popular it sounds strange but I think I think what what I've what I've really been putting emphasis on is remaining myself while still appealing to those catering to those kind of like sounds that they're looking for the new sounds and the new styles of flowing and like then like kind of the the like how you hit your pockets because you know the way you rap and you hit your pockets that's changed over time you know what I'm saying yeah and like different rhyme schemes and like you know 
people are less less inclined to be listening to real complex flows nowadays because the attention span is dropping. Yeah. You know, so you have to find a way to keep that complexity but also make it chewable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I think a lot of people suffer because they're trying to be they're trying to put too much on the beat. It's cool and everything, but like that shit not catch it's not catchy. Yeah. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a there's a book I have up there on the shelf called Pity the Reader about Kurt, Kurt Vonnegut about writing. And yeah, it's called Pity the Reader for that reason. He's just like, dude, stop trying to be like writing these big fancy words or whatever. The average person doesn't speak or write read that way. Like, <laughs> like you're, you're cutting off your audience. You know, you're trying to write for PhD people like that. That's not a lot of people. You know, if you just try to write for as the average person, you know, then, right. Not only is it easier to write because you're not trying to figure out these fancy words, mm-hmm. but you'll you'll your chances of being you know getting out there farther just grow go up. Exactly. So and you just drop them gems when you can and just make it chewable for the audience. That's what I think. Dude, yeah, the way and it's so crazy because he I I don't even know if it's Vonnegut that describes it, but it might be the author. Anyway, one of the most famous phrases in writing in the English language, to be or not to be. The longest uh, word is three fucking letters. <laughs> there's nothing fancy about it. You know, there, there's no like big fluffy word or whatever. It's just <laughs> to be or not to be. Everybody knows that phrase. Everybody knows it comes from Shakespeare. And it's just, you know, again, they're all two letter, two letter words except for not, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's so, yeah. So it's so, like, you don't. Yeah, again, you, you don't, don't have to, to be crazy. super, super, yeah, yeah exactly. You don't need to go crazy. I'm all thinking, I'm like, stop, stop, you're going on a tangent, pull yourself back. You know, like, but yeah, basically, yeah, to wrap it up, exactly. You don't need to go all, all freaking crazy. And mm. yeah, because you're going to start, you're going to alienate people. Like, yeah. So, like, going back to the the kind of music that I make, like, I feel like uh, I make, I, I don't, I don't really like make a type of music. I just, I hop on a beat and I, I put O'Rees on the beat. That's it. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, just get O'Ree's on the beat. A lot of people they try to compare my voice to uh, to Wayne, but it's just because like uh, my harmonics match his harmonics. Yeah, so I've been like always listening to him. He tuned up on every beat. You feel <laughs> me? So like I've been recording sometimes, and then the the, the engineer would be like, "Fuck, I'm mean, I was gonna throw auto tune on it, but I don't need to because your voice already sound like it." You know what <laughs> I mean? I was like, "Yeah, that's cool." So I just put me on a beat, whether it's a club beat, you know, you're still going to hear stuff about like me spitting about the wizard and spirituality. I'm just going to find a way to mix it into the club scene. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing when we in the streets and stuff like that, you know, I talk about like, you know, compare comparing what we going through to what our ancestors went through in the, in the, in the days, you know, mm-hmm. in the days of Christ. You feel me? So I just like see how, you know, I try to find the correlation between the two, you know what I'm saying? And the people that got higher knowledge, they're going to see it. They're like, oh, I respect it. And then the people who don't, it makes them wonder what, what he talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it opens their mind. That was my, my, my main objective is just open your mind. You know what I'm saying? Dude, yeah, that, that reminds I just recently saw No Name at in Santa Cruz. Oh. I don't know if familiar with. I, I it's funny i i had followed her book club i didn't really know <laughs> who she was but she's got a book club on instagram okay and she so indeed they're really really radical books you know and and part of the book club is they send these books to people in prison so i was like dude this is cool i really like the concept i like the books that they're talking about um went to, to santa cruz to go watch a band the show was sold out so they're like no name is playing in the big 
in the big room and i was like fuck it we're already here right and uh turns out yeah it was this this person you know she has the the book club anyway she was amazing super super intelligent but her opener also like had the it was this weak just combination of you know it was rock and hip hop and and it was just on on a whole nother she freaking finished she ended her set with smells like teen spirit dude it was okay yeah her opener opener did interesting blend right and yeah and it was just like dude this is so cool and but again it, it was so smart and then uh and then no name comes on and dude I, there was a line that i literally had to write it down i pulled my phone out uh, cause she's from Chicago. Right. And, um, so she talks about, she, she literally says, Oh, we, we voted for the, the first black president and he's the one that bombed us. Right. And I'm just like, Holy fucking shit. Like number one, like to call out Obama like that is cause she's just like, fuck it. It's just another president, right. you know? And you don't really see that. And she's from Chicago, but also the intelligence of that line yeah. is that, and I, I, whatever, I'm not trying to get into politics or anything right, right. now, but it's just a fact that. Obama used more drone, you know, more drone strikes than any other president. And granted, it's not like you know Reagan and them had drones. Yeah, they, they were probably, they they were, went yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the, thing they didn't. Yeah, exactly. So it probably, you know, so it, but it, it is just it was so in, intelligent in that, like, all of a sudden when you're you're using drones to drop bombs, you know, like American soldiers aren't dying, so it's not in the news, right? And we're just fucking murdering people all over the world. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, I just thought it was it was such a, a an intelligent line, and I was like, "Fuck, dude!" That definitely yeah. politically driven. You know, when, oh, I, when, when my music, I try to just, you know not be too. Yeah, that was hardcore. You I was know, like, yeah. Because if I, you know, I feel like I, if I do have an opinion, you know, the world is not entitled to know that. <laughs> yeah. Unless I allow it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hell yeah. Some things is like you know, but I'm gonna do my thing. And you're gonna just see my actions, and you'll you'll know where I stand. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, that's a real that's a that's a line right there. That's yeah, dude. And I was like, wow, this you know, she's fucking, she's amazing. And again, that's what it, it was like. The like you're saying that the intelligence behind it. Uh-huh. It wasn't just to be freaking shocking. You know, it was right. just like holy crap. If you actually like sit there and do the research, it's like yeah, there's freaking depth to that yeah, one no, line. She, she had the shock value, and it's like it has some depth for sure. Yeah, for sure, you know, yeah, that's that's a that's a bar. Anyway, yeah. So, and are you always writing? Are you with somebody like that? That's just lines just come to you, and you're always with the notepad or shit, man. I mean, we don't run the notepad no more. You know, <laughs> like we just uh, we just flow on the mic. You know, sometimes I'll have some like start off bars on the phone. You know, for me, but I'll, I'll wake up. Like lately, I've just been waking up, and I'll just think of a fucking cadence or like a kind of flow that's matching a beat that I already got because I'll be getting sent beats all the time. Oh, you know okay. I'm, so I'm just like, fuck it, whatever. which one's on, on my mind right now. Play it, like hop out to bed, turn the mic on and I just spit. You know, I just, people see me on IG, you know, I'll, I'll take a little video of me spitting the flow and then I'll take some little pictures of, you know, me open up the, the software and shit like that, dropping the beat in there, and I just fuck around and be like, "You see me, bro? You see me? I'm doing this shit right now." And like, <laughs> next, you see the song getting made and stuff like that. So, like, creative process, writing wise, I mean, I write all types of ways. You know, I could, I could, I could write a whole verse, whole sixteen, whole thirty-two, in, in the phone, memorize it, drop it, one take. I could, we could do like punch-ins. You feel me? Freestyle punch-ins and shit like that, like Weezy and them do. So yeah. I mean, it's really not a problem. So you have like a little home studio set up? Yeah. So I, I got a home studio just in the crib. And then, 
you know, everywhere I go, the homies got studios. So, like, <laughs> somebody got set up somewhere. We recorded somewhere. Yeah. You know so. And so did you, how did you learn to like use the equipment? Is Looking over people's shoulders. <laughs> Shit, man. People were stingy with the with the jewels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For good reason, you know what I mean? I ain't really tripping, bro, but I got a watchful eye, you know what I'm saying? I peek over shoulders. And <laughs> that's all it is, bro. Over the span of like 15 years, just watching dudes run it up on a FL, Logic Pro, and Pro Tools, you feel me? And yeah. Just taking all the, all the best things that I learned from that and just incorporating it. Because I record on FL Studio, and I could I could work any any uh software but i just feel comfortable with fl just yeah. because like we started off fucking around making beats anyway and we was mastering the was mastering the beats and they had uh the plugins and all this stuff and i'm like watching my producer and like one day we had like a vocal that we was trying to just put in the beat you know what i mean so it just sounded like it's in this recurring in the beat and stuff uh, like yeah that. so it's like i'm a reoccurring and i'm like listening to it i'm like wait a minute like the way we mixed it it's actually really clean it's like, why don't we do put the vocals in here? You know what I'm saying? I was like, what was like, you know, because like you people talk about tracking out the beat, you know, and just rec- like having all the stems of each individual sound, mm-hmm. and then and then mixing your vocals in there sounds way more crisp than putting it right on that uh, fully bounced wave or MP3. Okay, you yeah, know what I'm saying, and so I like I've been see- I be seeing that in a professional level that they, they do that with the live instrumentation and stuff like that. So I was like, why are we not doing this? You know, yeah. nobody ever questioned it. Nobody ever questioned. Everybody <laughs> kept recording on MP3s and waves. Man, I was tracking my beats out. I mean, my songs were sounding way more crisp. Dude, okay, and it's funny. Usually, when people talk technical stuff, I, I'm always like, just nod, like, oh, okay. But again, from doing audio over the years, learn. You know, I was forced to learn about audio. You know, for the for the podcast and stuff. But uh, yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, dude. It, I I tell people that, like, dude, it's that stuff. Um, because when I edit, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll go through, like, with a fine-tooth comb. And I was like, dude, like, the reason there are producers that are really famous, really well-known, the reason why there's Dr. Dre's and Kanye's and all that is because they spent the time. Like, there's nothing – I mean, there is something special about them. Don't get me wrong. They they, they think differently. They, they see the world differently than some people. But at the end of the day, they have the same equipment that you have access to. Mm-hmm. And so, but the, but the thing is, is that they, they like get so detailed. Like there's things in their music that 95% of the people won't even recognize, but there are like audio files or people that know music that are like that, that's freaking clean. Or even there's like a subconscious thing. Like you could, I could work a beat and Dr. Drake will work a week again the, with the exact same tools and his you're always going to gravitate to his more because he just understands it you know and and he works it in a certain way and like you're saying you yeah there's um there's easier ways to do it you could literally you know with again taking the podcast example you can show up hit record go online and upload it you know turn the wave into an mp3 just like that yeah. it'll be completely fine with this equipment it'll sound good but if you spend an hour an hour and a half mm-hmm. cleaning it up a little bit cleaning it up just tiny bit you're it's still again most of the people won't really know a difference but they're gonna be like i like this show more than these other shows mm-hmm. i don't know why mm-hmm. but the thing is is again because somebody in the background some crazy producer <laughs> spent yeah. the time and and did it in the you know in the in a more detailed way 
Okay, I, it's the difference between like going in a frozen pizza, you know, and then making a pizza from yeah, scratch. Yep, exactly, it's, man. And get a little bit more love with the yeah. You know, you get a little surgical, and and again, and I think it comes through, even though most people won't understand it, and mm. and but somehow they're just like, damn it, I just like that. You know, I just find myself hitting play on that track more than the others for some reason. You know? Right, right. And it's like, yeah, it's that freaking background stuff. It's that that makes a difference. Working on the subconscious level, man, a lot of things happen subconsciously, you know. Yeah. Unbeknownst to us, you know what I'm saying? And if you if you know how to how to cater to that, you know. Maybe. Yeah, well, and I could totally see like what you're talking about, how subconsciously you're gonna be like, wait, this is these are vocals on top of music. Instead of vocals in the music. in beat, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, t- I tell people, bro, don't don't stack the vocals on the beat. You want the vocals to sit in the beat. Yeah, you want to you want to sound one with the song. Sometimes you listen to a song, right, and the way it's mixed, it's like you have to you have to you have to switch your brain to pay attention to the beat, and then you have to switch your brain to go back to pay attention to the, the lyrics, and you can't focus on either I mean both of them at the same time. Yeah. So like what I try to uh, do with my mixing is to make sure that like, you know, especially with my harmonics that I sound like I'm one with the beat. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh man, because I I remember growing up and you know DJs would come out with their mixtapes or whatever and and artists. I mean it's it's a business, you know. Mm-hmm. So you you can you could pay people. And they'll send you a verse or something, you know. You pay freaking too short or something. I don't know what, what he would charge, but then then you just have his vocals, you know. And then yeah. you you mix a song, and then you throw him, you throw his verse in the song, and it says featuring, you know, too short. Right. But so many of the times, it was like you just you're trying to like force it in there, you know. Like the only reason why you have it is to say that your song is featuring too short or whoever it is, you know. Like right. It obviously like. He obviously just did that in his home studio as well, you know. Maybe it wasn't for, like a really authentic. Exactly, and and again, and then the 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 producer DJ themselves doesn't even take the time to try to weave it in. They literally just throw it on top. Yeah, you know, like there you go. Kind of careless. Yeah, and I remember, and it was you know it'd be cool because it's like holy crap, this this local guy that I know is with this national artist. But the song, like, dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you don't know how to be like, that's not that good. That's cool. Right, right. And right. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, I think that that's a really good way to look at it and super important. And I know most people will be like, yeah, but this way is easier and nobody will tell. And it's just yeah. like, dude, but the soul will tell kind of thing, you know? <laughs> like, you know? People be making them songs on their phones and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's cool and everything, dishing them out. But I, one of the homies told me, like, personally, he's like, I make, I make songs on the phone all the time. The one that you made for me, that's banging. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I know, bro. It's like, you make you want to transition. You should do it right now. You know what I'm saying? For you yeah. To used to that phone, man. Yeah. But, yeah, and again, and that's a great way to, you know, a great way to start. It's a great way, you know, pull yeah, your. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, is, it, is, it is. Yeah, I started on a rock band mic. A PlayStation 2 rock band mic. USB rock band mic. Dude, that's. On a trial version of Audacity. That <laughs> <laughs> recorded a whole mixtape, dude. That is, ah, oh, it's hilarious because I that's that's the I love telling that story. That is literally how this show got started because I tell you, we started in 2014. It was actually two Guitar Hero mics. Oh my god! Because I had a I had a co- I had a co-host. I remember I listened to a show and I was like, "Fuck, dude, this is the future. These fucking podcasts. This is how my generation's going to talk to each other." So I tell my buddy, "Like, hey man, like, you're in bands, bro. Like, do you have?" 
do you have microphones? And right. he's like, no, I play bass. I don't have microphones, but I'm a gamer. And he played Xbox. So he's like, I, I, I'm a, cause I don't get, I'm not a gamer, but there's that big war, you know, Xbox versus PlayStation, PlayStation or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he was an Xbox dude. So he had Guitar Hero mics with, so they had USB plugins. Mm-hmm. So I put it into my laptop and sure enough, it, it worked. Re- it recognized it as a microphone <laughs> and he, he got another one though. We would sit in his dining room table and he would talk into the Guitar Hero mic. I would talk into mine and then we would try to sync the files. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad, but it was something. Hey man, it sounds like a headache, but it worked. Oh, dude, exactly. It was, and again, I mean, look at look where we are here. You know, ten years later, now we're sitting in the studio, and um, but yeah, mm-hmm. but it, I I love because people always trip out and it was like, yeah, dude, Guitar Hero, like these old dusty Guitar Hero mics yeah. is what started everything, and and yeah, so many people because like shows like Joe Rogan are so damn famous and. Well, he's got the shirt. It's so cool. We have the same mics now. But yeah, you yeah. see the you see the sure mic and you see all the fancy like equipment yeah. and, and people think like shit, I can't start until I have all that. And it's like bullshit. Nah. Bullshit. Yeah. Like again, even the phone. You bust out your phone, talking to your phone. Mm-hmm. It has great mics for what it is. I oh, mean, people do that shit all the time, dude. You better get with the wave. Yeah. 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 People are not so judgy nowadays, like about the aesthetics. They really want to just see what you have to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That that's that's such a, a great way to put it. Cause yeah, for a while I would also on this show be like, Oh shit, like who am I gonna, you know, alienate this person and do that? And I'm just like, you know what? No, I'm just gonna just tell my story, just put my opinion out there honestly and, and yeah, people people gravitate to that. People like it. And then people who do gravitate towards it, a good percentage of them will actually help you optimize. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give you tips or even give you uh, bigger platforms or more resources to just make your craft better. Because, you know, a lot of people, you know, I believe that a lot of people just want to see other people do better. You know what I'm saying? And like all that, you know, that's just how I feel. No, it it is. It's true. And I I hate to keep throwing the freaking podcast back in there but mm-hmm. but yeah well i i remember you know as it grew and i'm you know thinking about sponsors or whatever and i'm just like fuck dude are the listeners gonna be like oh this dude sold out man like oh right. he's got sponsors now and and i would ask you know people that i knew were listeners and every single one was like nah i would not i would love for you to get sponsors because mm-hmm. get that money you know that exactly. means you're taking the next step because i would not see you at selling now it's like you deserve you deserve to start getting paid for doing this finally. And mm-hmm. it was weird. I used to, you know, I thought people were going to be like, nah, man, we don't want to hear sponsors. Yeah, you know, yeah. but they were like, fuck that. Like, that's, that's, you know, they all understand, you know, the name of the game kind of thing. Yes, sir. And they're like, and fuck it. If people are going to make money, I'd rather you, the be guy the that I know uh, that hustled, make that money, you know? And I was just like, okay, I didn't, I didn't think of, you know, I didn't think it'd get like that. Um, but anyway, what's, what's the future for you? What did, what did, uh, what do you so, got going? I mean, uh, Dubai. <laughs> I mean, we got some stuff bubbling in Dubai. I don't want to talk too much. Yeah. Just because there's some paperwork on that. I'm not trying to go into it. But, uh, yeah, man, a lot of, a lot of touring opportunities actually. Uh, just because, uh, the Wheezy track, uh, the shout out to Wheezy, you know, shout out to Young Money. Dropping the Wheezy track kind of sparked the flame in everybody, you know, kind of yeah. showed that like, you know, a local the local cat can do it. Yeah, you know and local cat that ain't have much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Gotta break the surface real quick. You know? Yeah. So now everybody's kind of getting warmed up. You know, <laughs> and, uh, everybody's kind of t- taking all their resources and just like kind of presenting it to me. 
I'm like, okay, what, what can we do with this? Yeah. What can we do with this? So I got people in Chicago. Shout out to the homie AP. Shout out to the EMCs. But I got people in Chicago. Uh, you know, they got camera rigs. So they ready to work when we go down there. And we got people in Vegas. They got cameras. They got models. Shout out to MQ. And we go down there. We locked in. You know, uh, we run a podcast too. Shout out to the cave. Oh, so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go down. But we talk about conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Oh, dope. We'll get you on there one day. Hell yeah. But yeah. Uh, so we they they're in Anaheim. You feel me? So, yeah. So I'm like, we 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 got we got stuff bubbling in multiple places. I'm just trying to figure out how can we triangulate everything perfectly. Yeah. So I'm like, we might as well just start going on tour, you know. And um, so I'm looking at locations and stuff like that. I'm, I'm I got a spreadsheet, you know, and I got I got all the looks. I got all the I got all the you know the phone numbers, the emails, who's running what, yeah. how much, what costs, how many chairs are available you know down to the really nitty-gritty stuff finer details and all that so yeah as soon as i get that filled out we could really figure out okay what's going to be within our budget right well we, we already going to get funding right but yeah i'm just trying to I, i'm looking at it as if we don't get that funding yeah and, and so this would be a bill of all bentley records artists so I'm, I'm trying to do two things at once so i am doing the thing for bentley but i'm hoping that what i do for bentley kind of translates and, and 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 helps the people in the a31 oh okay you know what i'm saying yeah because if, if i'm going in if i'm going into these locations as a representative of, of bentley records right because i'm because i'm technically i'm a brand ambassador yeah you know, and i'm also their tour manager so and i'm also a, a recording artist <laughs> you know what i mean so like i go in there i go into these clubs as a representative of bentley records i might as well kind of use that 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 clout to be a representative for the 831 yeah simultaneously oh yeah so if i get if i get the bentley's in this place locking their business relationship that means the 831 is going to be in there next <laughs> you feel me just to follow up yeah you know what i mean and then create those two circuits running simultaneously i know luca gonna see what's going on and he's gonna be like how we how how can we make this work yeah you know so. no i love that yeah because i've run into people like that there are some people that they they open doors for themselves but at the same time they hold the door open and they just tell you hey man the door's open let's go let's go you know i i figured out you know i figured it out here's the doors open Let, let's as many of us Can't come be through stingy, man Can't yeah be stingy with it bro because the, the you know people were stingy with the jewels that's why it took a long time for me to get where i'm at you know because people was holding back yeah i had to i had to, I had to dig i had to pry for it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so yeah well hell yeah and well i'm i'm glad you kept digging and prying because i yeah I, i'm excited to see what you do and can you again can we remind the people again where they could listen to you where they can find your music o-r-e-e-z on yeah. spotify amazon music you know uh youtube we everywhere man. yeah we everywhere every every platform you could think yeah and that, that's o-r-e-e-z so yeah it's simple it's simple some people try to get way too sophisticated <laughs> yeah. yeah so O'Ree's is zero backwards oh okay yeah i have I, well i have my, my name is, is uh, it got two e's like my middle name starts with an e my last name starts with an e so i just took the two e's and i, I extended it so the zero backwards so i'm just taking nothing and turn it into something oh damn yeah. damn that okay that's always I'm, yeah that's always another one sometimes it's tough to People get kind of private of where they name, like, where's it come yeah. from? So, no, nah, oh, that, yeah, that's yeah. cool. 
And then, uh, like, you know, like, the meaning of the name grew as time progressed because, I, you know, as my mind expanded, you know what I mean? And yeah. I started understanding the real symbology behind behind the letter O. You know what I mean? It's not just a letter. It's a number. It's not just a number. It's a, it's a form of binary uh, code. Yo, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's a, it's a part of the off-on switch. It's a, um, it's also a void. You know what I'm saying? It's also... It's also the 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 egg, the you know. The, the <laughs> oh world, shit! The yeah, world, the world egg, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's also uh, infinity. You know what I'm saying? It's the serpent eating the, eating eating its tail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's reality. Oh shit! Right? What the fuck? So like, oh, Japanese O means king. Really? So when I walk around, people say it's O. They're saying it's king. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? And I've tricked the world into calling me king. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. You know what, what? What the people perceive you as? That's what you become. As long as you fo- you have faith in that, and you follow through with that. Yeah, so, yeah. Damn. All right, dude. I want to get on that conspiracy show now for real. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, I got I didn't even. I've never thought about zero or the short circle. Just like, and I'm just like, holy fuck! All that does me. It's definitely a rabbit hole. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a circle. It's like a rabbit hole. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And like the podcast is the cave. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it keeps popping up. The circle just keep popping up, you know? Well, I mean, I literally, like, again, this freaking book, right? Anyway, I'm not going to go on a freaking <laughs> tangent right now. Of like, hey, dude, I'm telling you, this isn't just conspiracies. The government really did do this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in books. It has to be true. It's not on the internet. It's in books, man. <laughs> it's, not, it's not on YouTube. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and who wrote the book? I don't know, but it's in a book that makes it right. Like people be hating on uh, YouTube for like getting their information and how, you know legitimate information. But I like when it comes to like technical jobs and stuff like that, YouTube you can't go wrong, man. Show yeah, me, like I show me how to fix a lot of things, bro. Fuck yeah, so. it, taught me most of what I know about audio uh-huh. and how this. I, I keep telling people, man, you have no idea how many. And, 12 year old Indian kid <laughs> has no idea how much he's helped me about a waveform and shit. It's just like this fucking kid out there had no idea. I'm watching his book. Barely understand what he's saying. Just yeah. You gotta repeat that. Like, yeah, exactly. And then it's like, oh shit, okay. And then you just like, you mess with your own thing. Um, but yeah, exactly. It, and I've, I've spoken with people who do their like professional coaches or something. And like, dude, how did you, how did you end up? learning all this sort of right, right, youtube right. Yeah, see, <laughs> youtube like yeah i went on youtube and and there's you can do anything so so I, I got my biomedical technician um certification i could work on hemodialysis t- uh machines so i learned how to do that on youtube really yeah what yeah. the hell <laughs> yeah, I, I told you i'm a jack of all trades yeah holy <laughs> crap like if your kidney shuts down, this dude will make you a machine <laughs> to keep you going. <laughs> I, mean, I could, I could, I could fix it. Yeah, I could fix it if it break down. You know, run, run, uh, run the proper uh, procedures and protocols to make sure it's functioning properly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. There's that. You know, dude, that is crazy. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. is there anything that we that you want to cover that we haven't talked about? Uh, really? Uh, no. I mean, I think we covered as much as we could for the most part. I'll be back here soon. I just want to uh, shout out to the 831, you know, shout out to Bentley Gang, shout out to the 702, all the area codes I'm from, you know, <laughs> all the people that, that that follow, you know, all the people that's been supporting, new and old, you know, shout out to the ladies. Yeah. You know, I be praying every day, may the ladies, may the ladies exalt me. You know what I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to be exalted by the ladies. So shout out to the ladies and uh, shout out to, to the homies, you know, who give me a platform. So. And and you're still doing the the last call shows? Oh yeah, we in there, we in there. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, sh- we we so the homie Cal DJ Calvaronic, he uh he's from uh, Culture Creative. He be uh, hosting some of the shows over there, and uh, him and the homie Rue. So we was in there um last last few weeks. Uh, so I did something with uh some of the homies. We had an event and yeah, some local people, and then uh, I ran up another event with the homegirl. Shout out Miolana. We got a track coming out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's a banger. So we've we've been performing that. Yeah, you know, and uh, getting a lot of good reception. You know, so mm-hmm. really, I just want to uh, what's next right now? Because I already have stuff planned with Bentley with the touring and stuff like that. But kind of just on the private, like you know, on a local tip and like just like on me focusing on me and my artistry. I just want to uh, branch out and meet as many people as I can. Yeah, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I told myself uh, I'm on the path to a million. So a million dollars, uh, a million followers, a million streams, a million, li- million li- uh, listeners, you know, a million uh, views, uh, a million in, in the account, you know, yeah. um, feeling a million, feeling like a million, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. And then uh, traveling millions of miles, man, you know, going everywhere. Fuck yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad to have met you. And yeah, again, like I always tell people, this is always just an introduction. You know, you've, you're in, you've been in the studio now. You know what it's like. Yes, sir. You're more than welcome to come back. I'm excited to have you back, you know, those, because um, yeah, we'll know each other more at that point it's always cool again i I love it's i love meeting people on the mic and i'm telling you we we've we've exchanged messages on instagram but we hadn't really met and it's always cool to to really get to know someone and you get to record it it's really rare that you get to to record your first meetings with somebody and this this was super cool um but anyway thank you yeah thank you for coming down to to the studio you know sunday to Selena's uh, underground. Yeah, Sunday yeah, afternoons kind of slow over here, and um, but yeah, yeah. Again, Oris, sure. thank you for doing it, mm-hmm. and yeah, you're more than welcome to come back anytime, man. This was this was cool. We be back, Bentley Gang, the Cave, EMC, eight three one. Yeah, hell yeah, and we'll we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>